be with that that's how we start nothing is good as they say this from the latest sparks record and i think that album's called the woman crying in her latte or something of that nature but it's the new sparks album and the zombo right here with new music so so to speak recapping the second quarter the the next three months of 2023 and obviously going to go through the whole year of the best finds the best releases the stuff that i stumbled on all the good stuff of 2023, all recapped into a quarterly report, which is probably going to last about four or more weeks. Uh, well into the uh, second quarter now, going to finish that up. And then I have uh, two more quarters with a bunch of stuff. So that's probably going to be four more weeks. So if I could milk this, oh, that would be so nice to milk it to the big day we're looking forward to when the clocks get changed back the other way, the official 
end of winter, which I think is like March 5th or March 6th. The official end of winter in my brain. And that is nice to know that that is around the corner. Because uh, right now, now comes the bad parts, man. Because February is always a rugged month, but we haven't even got to that yet. We're still muscling through uh, January. And uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. Just enjoy the sun's out and everything is uh, somewhat a-okay. It is a-okay. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Radio. How are you guys doing? Good. Adequate holidays? I'm sure you had adequate holidays. So uh, let's jump back in the music. I will yell at you later, tell you some profound things that will enrich your life and make you not want to jump off a bridge today. So that's my goal. If I can get you not to jump off a bridge today, I did a bunch of all right. So we've got to do a, <laughs> this next tune might make you want to jump off a bridge. I love this band. They are from Portugal and they are called 10,000 Russos. And it is three guys. They make a lot of noise for three guys. Uh, bass, guitar, drum. And you think there's a lot of electronics in this band. Because the way that they process the drums and, and the guitars and the bass, you think that it's an electronic band. But they are actually a three-piece, just, you know, with, with really kind of cool effects on their stuff. And real trancey. This is from a live record, live in Berlin. And it's a long piece. But I love it. It's from the, uh, I think it's, I don't know, if, I think it's pretty new. I just got it this year, obviously, but I don't think it's their brand new, 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 new album. But it's a live, yeah, I think it is their new newest album. Live in Berlin, and this is a house full of garbage. You're listening to Zombo right there in your brain. This is live.
There you go, something new, from, somewhat new, from uh, the Fuzz Tones. Uh, that was an old single I got a hold of, The Psychedelic Monster. Before that, we heard the Cybermen from uh, another single, that's P-Brain. Don't know how old those singles are. I know this one's old. Uh, Husky and the Sandmen uh, doing Moon Waves. And you're listening to Zombo right here. And your brain recapping uh, the, my finds. I don't say the newest music from 2023, but my finds from 2023. Could be new, could be a reissue. Okay. Don't be getting me. That sounds old. That can't be released in 2023. I don't know. Who cares? We could call the radio police on me. I'm already enough trouble with all my other radio infractions. That's all I need you to do is, is start, uh, start spell checking me and that kind of thing. All right, what is happening? Oh, tonight's going to be a fun night, man. Tonight, if you got nothing to do, or if you got something to do, cancel and do this. Uh, Moondogs, tonight, Pokemaniacs are playing. Debuting the Pepper Sisters, our groovy, cool female singers. So that'll be fun. That's the Moondogs tonight at 8 o'clock. And Blanox, Pokemaniacs playing live in your brain and in your face. Let's see. Let's talk about doggies and cats. Right? You know? You know that 17 million people will acquire a dog or a cat within the next year? But there's still two point... This is, this is a sad statistical, because this is from May 2013. So I'm sure there's a lot more. Uh, there's 2.7 million pets losing their lives in shelters. <laughs> Adopting you can make a difference. I remember... What, during, that was the nice thing about COVID. Do you remember all the shelters were empty? There was no animals. In the in the in the humane shit, that was pretty awesome because everybody wanted a dog or a kid because they're you know they're like kitty they're like hey, man I'm home alone working, might as well get a kitty. And then as soon as COVID's over, he goes well I don't want this dog or cat anymore. People stink, but I remember going there we were looking for a kitty, and uh, they had they had one old cat and one mean dog. <laughs> that was all they had. They kind of wanted to hang on to them because like well we kind of like these guys we kind of want them hanging around here. So they got the royal treatment, which is kind of nice. So yeah, go go and adopt a pet today. Do that. Do that. See, isn't that a nice thing? That is a nice PSA. That's my kind of PSA, even though they got to put in some depressing fact that 2.7 million pets lose their lives every year because they don't get adopted. They got to throw that little bit of darkness at you. All these PSAs all have this shroud of darkness. They all have this shroud of like, yeah, that, that's why it fits so well with the shroud of darkness with this show. But mine is a shroud of darkness with a hole ripped in it with a nice little patch of blue sky and sunlight blazing through it. And it all depends where you want to stand. You know, you want to stand in that sunlight and blue or you want to be in the dark. Yeah, it's up to you. Go ahead. Make your, or you can go halfway in and halfway out. Nothing wrong with that. You can do whatever you darn well please. It's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. But if it makes you happy for a few fleeting moments, it's okay in my book. Hey, are you in there? You got a neighbor in need? Well, then you should move. Remember, a friend in need is a pain in the ass. Someone in your community has long-term health needs and could be struggling to keep his or her independence. You can help. That's right. You call this one number and say, hey, listen, there's somebody next door to me. They're really in bad shape. And they go, go help them. What kind of phone call is this? Click. But it's uh, something faith in action. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Faith in action. Sounds like some bad 90s band. You know, opening for Creed is faith in action. 
Or it's like, or it could be like a bad 70s band, Faith N. It's got an N with an apostrophe. I always always thought that. So the apostrophe has really been overused after the N. The N apostrophe is just like, it's more than a contraction. Uh, it started out as a contraction with can't and won't, and then people start getting lazy with it. Hey, this an apostrophe. That kind of looks good together. Let's, uh, instead of A-N-D, let's make it N apostrophe. Faith in action. That's a good one. What else can we use this for? Well, you know what? I'm too lazy to put a G on the end of some words. Like rambling. I can't, you know, basically, no one says rambling. They say rambling. So why don't I just get rid of the G and put the apostrophe there? I, the apostrophe should really be in the alphabet. It should be between L and M. You know, just put it right between L and M because that gets all smashed together. It's an L, M, N, a P. They smash it all together. It would be L, comma, or no apostrophe. L, well, it's a high apostrophe. High comma. L, high comma. That's right. M, N, O, P. So this is why you don't just skip over that. When somebody's learning the ABCs, they always say L, M, N, P. They smash it into one word. What's that? It's L, M, N, P. That's it, yeah. But if you put the apostrophe in there, it's going to make them think. Yeah, do some thinking. T-H-I-N-K. I and apostrophe. I had to think for a moment. Hey, so yeah, I, I, so I got some stuff from Amelda May. And it's funny because I thought Amelda May was from like Berlin or I thought Amelda May was from, because uh, she does great, great rockabilly. Has a bit of an accent. I did not know she was Irish. So uh, th- like it matters. Oh my God, you're saying Amelda May, she's Irish. Well, I'll be doggone. No, you won't be doggone. You don't care. I don't even care. I just something to, something to, to, to you know, because I just, when I hear a, a singer and I hear like an accent, I try and figure it out, you know, because it's kind of interesting to know that uh, European musicians really care a lot more for roots American music than, than American. It's, it's kind of weird. You know, they really like the roots rock, especially like in like England, uh, Germany, um, yeah, so I got some I got some stuff coming from there. So yeah, so this kind of so Melda May, the next little section is gonna be some roots rocks, and uh, Melda May from um, Ireland, and I think Marshall Montempe is from Belgium or Germany. That's <laughs> Europe. I just just say Europe and be safe off the hook. You want some more music? Because this is all new. St- this is, uh, this is uh, these the Melda Mays, I think the new album and then an album before that and then uh, the Marshall Von Tempe's is a single so isn't this boring? Wow, when is this guy gonna do something profound? When is this guy gonna actually say something that's gonna be of some use to my life? Uh, oh, Melda May's Irish. Well, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Hey, wow, dear diary, Melda May is Irish. Wow, we. There was a picture of her with Sinead O'Connor. Man, did Sinead O'Connor, man, I, I'm surprised Kenny Joe did not play any Sinead O'Connor today. She died, I think she died this last year. But man, you see what you, that's always really weird. Sometimes you think, okay, how old is this person? 48, 48, this person looks terrible. You know, I, I, it's strange how some people age so much faster than other people. You'll see somebody goes, how old is this guy? guy? Oh, he's 90. 90? I'm like, too bad for 90, he's getting around. Then you look at somebody, how is this dude? 47. 47? His life is, looks like this dude's life's over and he's just coasting. He's just coasting. At 40, I mean, you imagine that? You just look in the mirror, you're 47, and you said, man, that looks like death. 
Oh, so I got to tell you, I was I'm, uh, speaking. Of, now, that's another thing, too, is I always think it's kind of fascinating, too, is when you watch older movies and you see like actors and you say, wow, that actor's just got, and, the, and the actor's really not that old. For, for case in point, Roy Schneider, Roy Scheidner. He was in Jaws. He wasn't that old. He wasn't that old. He is in one of my favorite movies of all time called Sorcerer. If you ever now, and I am obsessed with this movie. It's one of my favorite films of all time called Sorcerer. And it came out in 1977. It came out the same week as Star Wars. And it was done by uh, William Friedkin. It was the movie he did right after The Exorcist. So the movie's called Sorcerer. So people think, oh boy, it's a supernatural thing. But it's not. It's a, a remake. It's a, a re-adaptation of uh, uh, a French film called Wages of Fear, which is about four guys driving nitroglycerin uh, trucks filled with nitroglycerin to like... Uh, uh, very volatile because it's like this nitroglycerin has gone bad and they're driving it through the jungle 200 miles through a jungle it's a great movie but the weird thing is so I'm obsessed with the movie I got another copy A Tangerine Dream did the soundtrack I won't keep you long on this I'll get back into the music but I think this is kind of fascinating I've never seen the movie that had been re-edited for another country so I'm looking online and I'm saying hey listen wow this is weird There's a, it's renamed the original name uh, Wages of Fear, which was the f- name of the French movie uh, from 1963, 53. And uh, it goes, oh, wow, this is the Finnish, from Finland, the Finnish VHS copy. And I start watching it, and it's, a, it's almost a completely different film. It's, unbel- you know, to me, it was unbelievable. Number one, there's like at the least a dozen scenes that aren't in the, the American version that they used in this Finnish version. And just like really weird stuff like resetting the speedometer or going into a different building and a bunch of weird, different uh, overdubs, like lines that weren't even in the movie. And then it's all restructured. And it's, they gave it a happy ending, which I thought was really interesting. So it was kind of fascinating to see the same film as a two-hour movie. They edited it down to uh, one hour, 20 minutes. And it was like watching a different movie. It was, it was, really, it was really fascinating. And then I want to, I'm going to try and watch the original version from 1953. That's what I got to do with my life. There's nothing like watching a movie by yourself late at night. Now, that is pretty awesome. You know, the whole, the rest of the world is all asleep. It's two or three in the morning. And you're watching. The, that's the only time I think people should watch movies. Is like that, that, that sweet spot in the middle of the night where the rest of the world is all asleep. Yeah, that's some talking the rest of the world. Every two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. It's just all quiet. That's, when, that's, that's why people are always afraid of ghosts. They're always afraid of ghosts around 2 or 3 in the morning. You know, you got to go to the bathroom 2 or 3 in the morning. You kind of always walk a little quicker because there might be a ghost around the corner. Grandma or some dude that used to live in that house that got murdered in the, in, in the bathroom. Something like that. So you always, like 2 or 3 in the morning is always at that spot where all the, your mind just gets different. Your brain gets different. Two or three in the morning. And if you stay up till four o'clock in the morning, on Thursdays, you can hear Zappos Deep Archive. They move my replay show to Thursdays at four o'clock in the morning. So that's the time to watch a movie. Two o'clock in the morning. You know, that, this is after you go to bed for a little bit. So it's kind of like that second sleep. And you watch this movie and it almost, and you're kind of half, half sleepy. So the movie has a, a, almost a very, almost like you're in the movie. So it's almost like a lucid dream. So, so if you can do that, set your alarm clock for 2 o'clock in the morning and watch a movie. 
That's what I would suggest. And then just blow off work the next day. It, you'll find it's totally worth it. Ah, uh, Psycho. This is uh, from Amelda May, who just happens to be from Ireland, if you were taking notes, because that is some important stuff. Going up in the world, going round, yeah, round, going round of the world, getting by. I'm fly, this is moving so fast, I never stop. Cause I'm having a blast, I never slow down. Look at the dunk down, down. Look at the dunk down, down. Look at the dunk down, down. Getting high, getting love, all's good as a drug. I got a great, great feeling, I'm a snug as a bug. I got no class, no glass, ceiling to break. I never stop. Cause I'm on the make, I never slow down. Look at the dunk down, down. Yourself to your woman, did you? You gotta run, gotta run, gotta take it again. Never stop. Oh, I make like a man and never slow down. Took it to down, 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 down,
ahead or watch that old palate. Take a ticket to duck. I have a gojo. All blowing your face and never stop. It's a human race, so never slow down. Take a ticket to duck,
There's another groovy single that I got a hold of this year. That's Sakarama by uh, the Las Vice. You could even hear the crunchy uh, ending on that. Uh, Las Vice Barons from the France doing that. Before that, we heard something pretty nice and new uh, from around these here parts, uh, the U.S. states. Uh, that was the Vibrating Beds with 6-8. Nice bluesy little number there. Marshall von Tempe bringing it in from Germany. Uh, another fun little single. I got a, uh, another. I played this song before. I just love it. Shagrag, but I got a nice clean copy of it. Um, in front of that, two tunes by Imelda May. Guess where she's from? 
Yeah, it's this one. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Psycho and Roadrunner. And uh, just me and you hanging out, Zombo and your brain recapping. 2023. And that is, uh, that was a good year. I really do think it was a good year. I, uh, that, that's the only thing that always gets me is people go, oh, yeah, 2023. You're just asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. Because even if you say, yeah, last year really sucked. You know, then you, you, you're, you're, you're due for disappointment for 2024 because it's not going to be that, that crazy, hopefully not that crazy different, you know. But uh, like I'm saying, because I, I love when people were posting like in 2019, yeah, 2019, man, 2019 sucked. Uh, 2020 is going to be my year. And I'm like, uh, OK, you see these people like these like, you know, memory flashbacks things. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I like 2020. I'm sorry. I got a lot out of that. I didn't see a lot of people. I hung out a lot. I honed my uh, honed some musical skills. I learned how to swim. I uh, did a bunch of stuff and uh, made a bunch of music. And uh, yeah, I got down tonight. Yeah, that was a bunch of all right. You know, you, that was the thing about, that was the, and that's the thing. You look at 2020 and you think, you know, there's people that say, oh, one of these days I'm going to write the great American novel, or I'm going to sit down and write some, write some music, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make some artwork. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you had a whole year. You had a whole year while the pandemic was raging to be by yourself and do this, and you didn't do it. So you're just lying to yourself thinking that that was ever going to happen. It was great because it was kind of like, it was almost like fate double dog dared you. One of these days I'm going to do this if I got the time. Okay, here's a year. Huh? Here's the year. Oh, man, that's depressing. There's so many people that got so, well, a lot of people died, but that's kind of depressing too. But uh, there's so many people that just really, uh, uh, really, uh, you know, didn't do much with that time that they had that was, quote, unquote, like open and free time. Um, even if you, like, slept a lot. And that's the kind of cool thing right before you go to sleep. Next song is called Insomniac, why I'm leading into this, by the Hypersonics, and it's new. Er. And... Uh, Ah, that's that's always fascinating. The, the the if you try and capture that little second, couple seconds right before you fall asleep, your mind starts doing all this weird stuff. At least my mind does. It's not like dreams. It's not like lucid dreams. It's just like boom, 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 and, and just and, and uh, it, it's just it's just it, words that just don't make sense and situations that are kind of bizarre and 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 faces and and just all these crazy things. All just kind of like just kind of like. Knock, right before you get knocked out. It's so weird that, that, that couple seconds right before you fall asleep. And sometimes you'll catch that you'll, and you'll wake up and you have to start all over again because it, it's just so crazy because like, you know, your, your brain just does all these weird subconscious things when you just let it fly. Kind of like this radio show. Just kind of let it fly, man. Know what I'm saying? You do know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the thing I always think is kind of fascinating is, is, is the, right, the, the right before you fall asleep, there's all that crazy stuff your brain does. Mm -hmm. Man, I should have got those French fries in 1973. I ordered a side salad and I know I should have got fries. That kind of thing, those big regrets. Man, when that guy told me that one thing when, uh, at work, and man, I had this great comeback. Ah. That was 11 years ago, man. I, I, I had the perfect comeback for that guy. <laughs> that, those kind of things just all float around. Or like, 
you know, what? nothing rhymes with orange. The old nothing rhymes with orange. Borange, gorange, smorange. And then just like your mind just goes off and just goes nuts. Yeah. And then you fall asleep. I don't know why that is. I hope it's not like that before you die. Because I hope before you die, you have like some decent like, because, oh, you see your life passes right before your eyes. And it's nice. You go, oh, wow, that, 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 that. And you, and you have this nice retrospective before you die. Unfortunately, probably before you die, it's like nothing rhymes with orange, smorange, orange, blorange, and then you're dead. And your last, and your last thoughts, and your last thoughts before oblivion was orange, blorange, blorange. Wow, that's hilarious, dude. That is hilarious. <laughs> I should tell you something. Okay, child hunger. That's right, child hunger. Do you know that nearly 17 million kids in America struggle with hunger? That's right. That's one out of every five kids. But, you know, there's a network that's helping these, these kids with hunger. That's right. Help, help kids with hunger. You got to do that. Go to feedinamerica.org and then, then and give a food bank because no, no kid should go hunger. That's right. Because together we can solve hunger. That's right. We can solve hunger. Yeah, how about that? Solving hunger in your spare time. Orange, blorge, splorge. <laughs> what do we got here? I want another rhymes with sarcoma either. Sarcoma. Uh, yeah, I think there's aroma. Aroma rhymes with sarcoma. Tacoma. That rhymes with sarcoma from Roma. Where's my sarcoma? Did they pull sarcoma out of here? Because they know I have so much, so much levity. There it is. Hot damn tamale. Sarcoma. Odds are you never heard that word before. See, that's in the PSA, and you know the odds aren't. Before the people are diagnosed with sarcoma. Where not they came up with that word? Let me find the origins of sarcoma. Ah, it's sar in a coma. My mistake. That was easy. It's no hunger. All right, so they have this is sarcoma's cancer, and you should be aware of it and be scared of it. And, and, and do everything you can not to get it, okay? So don't, don't mess around with, don't mess around with sarcoma because sarcoma's gonna mess you up. That's right. Join the fight for the cure for sarcoma, you know? I would just ignore it. Ignore it and hope it goes away. That's a lot, that's a lot of healthcare in this country, which is kind of, uh, yeah, it, it can be, can be said there's something for ignoring something. <laughs> ignoring something, I'm just coughing up blood, that's all. That's so. Doesn't everybody? No? Okay. Because it's always really weird. That, 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 that last thing where you, you ignore pride. And I heard this story a few times. Like, oh, I got a backache. Oh, man, I'm just going to ignore this backache. Got this backache. Oh, man. Go on this backache. <laughs> you go and see the doctor. The doctor goes, oh, yeah. That's sarcoma. You got sarcoma all through your back and all through your innards. You got about two weeks to live, buddy. Now, I would have rather have not known that and had that two weeks, just go, oh, my back, my back hurts. Let me go watch some movies. Let me go find out what rhymes with orange. And then two weeks later, you just, yeah, that's it, man. You, you, you don't, you say, I'm really, I'm really sleepy. And you think, you, you think you're going to go to sleep. That's the weird thing. That's, that's got to be one of the weirdest ways to go, is dying in your sleep. That's got to be one of the most bizarre, because you don't know. And they always have that stupid prayer like a kid, like, if I die, sure I should wake, uh, leave my peanuts to Cousin Jake, or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, that, that's so that, that, that's got to be a weird way to go, man, because you don't know what's happening. Then again, you know, it takes a couple seconds to get hit by a bus. There's so many. I mean, dying stinks. I'll be blunt with you. It's there's just no good way to go. There's no good way to go. You know, the old surrounded by their loved ones. I don't want to be around anybody. It's embarrassing. Dying's pretty embarrassing. Just it's like a combination of like taking a doo-doo in public. That's pretty much like a, you just pass. That's why they call it passing. That guy passed. Yeah, man. Phew. You get a lot. Phew. Or what died what died in here? They always hear that one. Who who died in here? Uh, that guy over there. He died in his sleep. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh-huh. It's that kind of stuff, those kind of thoughts that give you insomnia. I really think because he goes, oh my God, if I fall asleep, there's a, 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 a very minute chance that I'm not going to wake up. But then again, you don't know the difference. So why worry? Why worry? Enjoy this wonderful, goofy ride. Insomniac by the Hypnosonics. Brand new. Zombo recap in 2023.
Yeah, I know that sounds old, but it's new. And it is a tube by a band called TV Repairman. It's kind of nice to kind of have that, that old uh, 80s uh, kind of like clinky analog synth sound with a little bit of like, you know, robotic kind of uh, uh, music with it. Nice. And uh, that was uh, uh, Patterns. Before that, we heard Too Big From Boots. And that, that's kind of because they, they make their releases look like they come out on cassette. So that was kind of fun. We also heard from the new Kevin Morby record. This is a photograph, which is a real nice tune. Real nice tune. Uh, let's see, we heard Dexter Romweber. But speak of photographs, yeah. The one thing I always think is fascinating is when it's like there's like a a, a uh, like a shooter or there's like somebody that's a criminal. They always find a picture of them with their hair disheveled. They never have like a, a pic because, like I say, if it's like somebody that was like accidentally killed, some poor kid that uh, you know was hit by a. Uh, a bus and then shot at the same time and then lightning hit him. They show a picture or a kid that did. And it's always a nice picture. He's got a suit, tie, uh, and, uh, his hair is very well coiffed, you know, or, or if it's a missing kid, you know, it's always like a picture of them like, you know, really well dressed on their way to like, you know, some big affair or a birthday party. But if you get somebody that's like, ah, oh, there's a guy that shot all those people at the mall. Oh, let me look at all these pictures of the guys. Oh, we don't want that. That's his graduation picture. He's got a suit on there. Uh, we don't want that picture. No, no, his hair's too nice now. Hey, look at this one. This one. The, the funniest one, the one of the weirdest ones, I thought, was the one they used the Muhammad Atta. Remember the dude that like, flew those planes in the, the building in 9-11? They always would show this picture of Muhammad Atta. He had this white, this dirt. I don't know where this guy got this, where they got this picture. But that's the kind of picture, like, because uh, his hair is like, this looks crazy hair. Then he's got this like white t-shirt that's like filthy. It's like, Wow. Why would you even pose for that photograph? Hey, wow, we you look like hell. Get out of bed, Muhammad. Let me get. There you go. Got your picture. What are you gonna use that for? I don't know. Might come in handy later. You know they don't want to picture the guy like where he's all dressed up and looking insane. You know they want him to look like they're out of their mind crazy because they obviously are out of their mind crazy and they want to capture that. But I just think it's fascinating that if you ever look like you know the shooter that just shot all those people at the mall, watch. Look at his picture. His hair's all messed up. You know, I wonder if they actually do that on purpose. They have like, they go into Photoshop and they mess their hair up. You know, here we go. Let's just put a few strands over here. Yeah, we want the guy to look really unkept and nuts. We don't want him to look normal because in this way, everybody's going to fear normal people. So when you see, and that's always the thing, when you see some crazy dude uh, walking down the street and his hair's all messed up, you know, that's crazy. It's fascinating when you think about how people like, how, how their hair is a representation of how sane they are, you know? You, but then again, you get the guys that they shave their head, and they could be anything. The shaved head guys could be anything, unless it's the shaved head with the goatee. The shaved head with the goatee means uh, the hipster, hipster, right? With the that's a Van Dyke. It's the mustache that goes into the goatee. Yeah, kind of like it. Kind of looks like that that Bugs Bunny wrestler, the Crusher. He had that. That's the first time I ever saw that. On the Bugs Bunny cartoon, they had the Crusher, and he had like that. He's bald guy, but he had the the go, the mush, mustache goatee. I think it's called the Van Dyke. Needless to say, that's, that's you know, then you say, okay, that guy's proud. But if you're plain bald and you have no facial hair, it's like this blank canvas walking down. And you don't know what this dude's about. You don't know if he's like Travis Bickle or if you don't know if he's like some brainiac dude. Or, yeah, so it's fascinating how you judge people like that just, just from their hair. You can actually tell what kind of music people like. You see someone with a pompadour. Oh, that's a rockabilly dude. There's, hey, Elvis, 
Yeah, and they always get tagged Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. Go, Elvis. There's a million guys in that pompadours, but every one of them gets called Elvis. You know, you get the guy with the mohawk. Yeah, you're into some, you're into some treacherous territory there. Because it either could be like, oh, wow, this guy's a punk rocker that never grew out of this. Or the guy is like from the Mohawk tribe. Chances are they're not really from the Mohawk tribe. I don't even think I'm, I don't even the Mohawks even come up with that haircut. Hey, come here. Let me shave those sides and bring it down the middle. That'll really frighten our enemy. Are you sure? I mean, this kind of looks kind of ridiculous. No, man, take my, take, I would like to see the, 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 uh, the, the tribe that had the reverse Mohawk. That shaved their head. In the middle, and had the side had like the had like the uh, the horseshoe thing, like uh, Werner Klemper or Colonel Klink. You know, you never saw you never saw tribes do that. You never see tribes. Do, well, we're going to shave the middle of our head. We look like Bozo. That's the other thing. You see, Bozo uh, Bozo hair is pretty. Bozo hair is pretty insane. And actually, Bozo, as B O Z O, actually means Bob in Hungarian. Bozo. Yeah. Bozo. That, that, so it's actually Bob the Clown. So when I say Bozo the Clown, Bozo the Clown was actually Hungarian because it's Bozo. Yeah. So when somebody says, that guy's a real Bozo. It's not a Bozo. It's a Bozo. And uh, yeah, so it's got to be pretty bad being. That's why there's so many people named Attila in Hungary and not so many people named Bob or Bozo. Yeah, because uh, that you know, it's never Attila the Clown. It's Attila the Hun. And it's pretty fascinating when you actually think that somebody gets this, the, that. You know, Bozo, the clown. Attila, the hun. Alexander, the great. You know, you know, Jim, the accountant. Carl, the, the, the car salesman. That guy. That guy over there, the, that guy. And his hair's all messed up. I bet that guy's going to do something nasty today. Look at his hair. Stay away from that guy. Stay away from that guy. His hair's all messed up. I think that guy spells trouble. That guy spells trouble. How you Bob's doing? You're doing relatively fabulous. It is nice to be yelling at you on the radio again. Enjoying this little slice of uh, radio insanity in this island of madness of the world. Uh, recapping 2023. I forgot to tell you else we played. Dexter Romweber from his new album that came out this year. Good thing going. And we started with the Hyposonics, which is actually, I forgot about this, it's actually uh, the band before Morphine with Mark Sandman. If that sounded like Morphine, that's right, because it was uh, Mark Sandman, I think, with a couple of people from Morphine. Before Morphine, they were called the Hypnosonics. And that was kind of nice. I just uh, scored that. So once again, this is things I, I found in 2023. Sharing with them, you, with you, right there. I should tell you about some other shows. I should tell you about some other shows. Cruising through the decades, 100 years of music. Now, this sounds intriguing. Cruising through the decades, because I have 120. I do 120 years of music. This guy gets 100, 100 years of music. And this sounds like an old promo. But anyhow, uh, that's from 2023. It's new. 100 years of music is a weekly journey through audio history of the recorded popular music era. Hear the sounds of history in all genres come to life. One song per decade. Oh, yeah. The 20s through the 2020s. With your host, Brad Savage. Brad Savage. That's not the dude's name, Brad Savage. It's, it's probably Cody Hess. Right? Listen to Cody. I'm not going to listen to Cody Hess. Brad Savage. Now, that sounds like a radio thing. But not Cody Hess. Look, tune in to Cody Hess every Friday. No, you're going to tune in to Brad Savage. 
Fridays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. How did he get that crummy time slot? Friday, 6 a.m. to 7, that's before democracy now, where he uh, accentuates the music time travel journey each week here on WRCT. So obviously, if the uh, show is uh, 100 songs, you can't do 100 songs in an hour. So the average is 20 songs an hour, if you happen to know those kind of things. 20, the average hour has 20 songs in it, unless it's this show. Then it has eight songs and about 48 minutes of me just rambling like a ninny. I like rambling like a ninny. Where else can I ramble? Who else is going to listen to me ramble like a ninny? This, this is great because this is like some soapbox. I'm going to stand up here and say anything I want. <laughs> isn't that an amazing amount of, isn't that an amazing amount of power? Just to do that. Not that it's going to really matter in the world, but the fact that it's such a good outlet. You know, just yelling into this gizmo and having people on the other end going, eh, I don't know about this guy. How about democracy now? I'd like some democracy now. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a national daily independent award-winning music program. Democracy Now hosts real debates between people who hate each other, substantially disagree, and want to give each other a knuckle sandwich. I added that knuckle sandwich part. <laughs> how, how did that term even come about? That's always great. I always love how one guy, one guy, had to, and it had to be a guy. I'm sorry. No woman's going to go, you keep that up, you're going to get a knuckle sandwich. It's, 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 it's got to be like a drunken sailor kind of thing. Get over here. Where's my bottle of rum? You give me a, I want to give you a, one of these things. What's that? It's my, it, uh, I'll punch you in the mouth. Punch you in the mouth doesn't sound very eloquent. Get over here, I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. Knuckle sandwich? That does sound rather intriguing. You know, it's pig knuckle sandwiches. Oh, he was the first guy who got a knuckle sandwich. Hey, hey. It's like that Hawaiian punch commercial. How would you like a nice Hawaiian punch? And the guy falls for it every time. How would you like a nice Hawaiian punch? Sure, pow. Oh, man. How would you like a knuckle sandwich? I don't know. You offered me Hawaiian punch and look what I got. I'll maybe pass on the knuckle sandwich. History of the Knuckle Sandwich, brought to you on WRCT. Tune in Fridays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for an entire history of the Knuckle Sandwich. Its origins, its condiments. Knuckle Sandwich, coming every Friday. There you go, baby. All right, got to get back to the uh, music here. Uh, here's a, here, there's a, another great new release that came out by a band called Death Valley Girls, which... I was always confused. There was, there was always these, there was like a band called Sun Valley Girls and there was another one called Something Something Girls. And, but this is Death Valley Girls and, I, and this is new. And it's a, a song called Magic Powers because I'm recapping 2023. And I'll tell you what, we're in the second quarter of 2023 uh, and next week, if I get through all of this, we're going to get into the third quarter and that's when the new album by Temples came out. And Temples is probably, I think, the, the one band of musical salvation. This is all good stuff. But uh, next week, I'm going to play, I, I'm almost debated playing the whole record. Because Temples is from England. It's a three-piece. Uh, it's just absolutely beautiful new music. You know? And um, I'll play some of that next week. They, have a, they had a new album that came out this year. And it is just, it is heavenly. It is a very, it's very heavenly. Well, let's get into some more fun music, though. Here's Magic Powers by Dead Valley Girls. Zombo in your brain with a knuckle sandwich.
oceans wide. Look at me, I can fly. That's the way it's happening. You could feel this all the time. Let's just take another three. Up the wall, through the trench. This will quit your life dry. This will kick your life high. Got to quit your life wide. Feel the mind in your eye and the heavy in your weight. Eat the flies on your face. Fat and angle, stand straight. Better keep my mother's eyes. Press her heart into my chest. Right into my breast. Play very stressed. I'm impressed. This is fun. some sinister grooviness there uh, from the new Heartworms record that came out this year, Retributions of an Awful Life. Before that, we heard the, the Lairs doing Roller Vaseline. I always wonder why it was called Vaseline. It's a baseline. This is baseline. How do I get the Vaseline? Who makes these rules? Who makes those rules? I do not know. That's Roller Vase, Roller Vaseline by the Baudelaire's. We heard the Catalog doing Parallel Lines. And uh, Death Valley Girls started that off with Magic Powers. Recapping 2023, all those fine fine tunes and stuff that 
uh, came out and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Let's see. How about, uh, what the hell is this? What's does that look interesting? Nah. Let's see what looks good. Ah, we'll try this. What the hey? Okay. Between your job, your family, and other demands on your time, you can get pretty busy. Yep. I guess you just needed to know that. Take time and schedule an eye exam today. Right now. I want you to do it today. You'll be surprised what you've been missing. For more information. Wow. This website, you got to have really good eyes to read this. Because, or great memory. Nothing like making a website that's ridiculous. Like this one. www.nii.nih.gov backslash health eyes, healthy eyes. A massage from your National Eye Associates and the National Institute of Health and WRCT. That's us. So just telling you to get your eyes examined. I think you guys need to get your head examined. That's so strange to get your head examined. Yep, that's his head. Yeah, I know. Don't you examine it? Uh, yeah, you got, we got, it looks nice. Looks nice. Your hair's a little messed up. So I think you may be doing something crazy a little later on. All I got to say is you should comb your hair. You know, because an uncoiffed person can very well be a danger to society. Please keep that in mind. They, they should actually have that as a PSA. Just always make sure your hair is coiffed. You know, because if it's not, you could end up like uh, like those pictures of the folks that... That's like a bad hair day when you get your pictures taken at school. They even do... That's, that's the bummer now. They let you do all these retakes at school pictures. It's like, oh, here's these, here's these pictures. And it's like, they're like these glamour shots. It's like, wow, he's in the woods and he's got his hand up on a, on a tree and he's often looking off into the distance. And you can, you can do anything you want. Back then, I was like, sit down, click, next, sit down, click, next. And your hair is always messed up. But back then, when your hair was messed up, it's because it was picture day. And, you know, you always, oh, man, it's picture day. God, man, I was wearing this dirty white T-shirt like Muhammad Atta. Dang, nab it. That's how it was, man. Except for your senior pictures. With your senior pictures, you know, just basically sit down, click, turn that way, click. Look off to the left. Look off to the, what is with this looking off to the left pictures? You know, ah, look off to the left. Are they afraid that if you stare down the camera... You know, it's going to steal your soul. Yeah, look off to the left. We just want a little slice of your soul. We don't want the whole thing. Now, look off to the left. And they always say that when you're doing like any kind of movie thing. Don't look into the camera. Why? I want to look into the camera. Hey, you're watching me. I know it. This is being preserved for, for, for forever. Or at least until the film disintegrates or, or you know, it doesn't last forever. But I'm just saying it lasts a while. They would say, don't look in the, you know who looked into the camera? You know who looked into the camera? Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy looked into the camera. Oliver Hardy broke, was the first guy to break the first, break the fourth wall in film. Because like, it would be the Laurel and Hardy thing. And then Laurel would like, you know, drop something on his toe. And he would, ooh, and he'd look at the camera. And all disgusted, like you were in on the gag. How did that even come about? That is like really cinematic genius, just to look at the camera and, and, and say, this guy, this guy over here, 
Ishka. So he kind of lets you into the world, lets you into the, that's, and, and, and I think that's kind of nice because it lets you into the world when people look into the camera and they look at you, they make that connection, but they always want you looking off to the left, looking, looking off into the distance. Next time they, they, they take your picture or something, and some, but it's a lot of amateur stuff where you say, hey, look at the picture. And so a lot of those people that take regular photographs with their cameras on their phone, it's always looking into the camera. And there's nothing wrong with looking into the camera. Break that fourth wall. You know, like you're, you're letting somebody in on that little slice of your life. Make them feel comfortable. Make them feel like they're part of the gig. You know, not looking off to the left. Like, you know, look at me. Hey. I got this going on. I'm looking off to the left. I could care about you. I don't even care about you. I'm looking off to the left. That kind of thing. Brought to you by lookofftothelefttorg and the Ad Council. All right, coming up now, we got something really cool. This is Edward, Edwin Collins came up with a, uh, an album a while, not that long ago. He was, he, re, he was in a band called Orange Juice. There was a really crazy story. There's a really interesting documentary about Edwin Collins. Uh, Edwin Collins actually had like some really, he said he didn't feel good after this recording studio thing. And he had this really bad double aneurysm where he just screwed his whole body up. And the dude persevered. Like he hung out, he did all his rehab and he can't use the, his one arm, but his wife strums the guitar and he does, and he still writes music and he still sings, man. He actually came out as like, like this big inspiration for people for, uh, after like, you know, a stroke in the rehab, this dude just came back like a champ. And, uh, this is one of his older tunes. He has a new album out that came out last year, uh, which I kind of played some of that, but they, I just got this single that was a reissue that I really like. And it's a real fun little tune. We're going to brighten things up here on this show with Don't Chilly Shelly, Edwin Collins, Zombo in Your Brain, WRCD Pittsburgh.
kiss my lips I don't feel your fingertips Not on my body or in my pants I tell you baby you ain't got a chance I don't feel at all 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 Way. I said, honey, what you trying to say? Girl, don't you know the score? This cat don't feel at all. He 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 don't feel at all.
Fascinating enough, that's Gun Club from like the, what was that, 90s or 80s, Gun Club? Yeah, they were like 80s and 90s, like I think when a lot of your listeners, it was a long time ago, like when a lot of your listeners were like 80 or 90 years old. I think that was something like that. I got the Melnick here with me, if you cannot tell, you can tell, anybody can tell. So uh, uh, what that was, uh, I'm just kind of rediscovering uh, this band after a while, you know, I mean, I never really knew much about them when they were around, and now I'm like, hey, this isn't too bad, so I got like some reissues, uh, I got to tell you what we played first, that's Gun Club. Uh, from like an old record 
I think it's that's not from Miami, is I forget. Which I don't know. That's the only one I have, and I haven't listened to it for a while. But anyhow, and then we heard Peter Peter Berry in the Shake set. That's new Jenka Train. That's nice. An old forty five from Huevos Rancheros. Love that surf band out of Canada. And that was Gump Worthley's Lament. Uh, Al Fowl and the Shakes, another old 45 I got a hold of. And we started off with Edwin Collins. Don't shilly-shally, another old 45 I scored for this year. Recapping the Fines and the new releases of 2023. So it's a little mixed bag of everything. So I got to ask you on the spot, what is some music that you like didn't really appreciate until later? Like until Is there any, any music that you kind of like said, wow, I kind of ignore this band and now it's like, you know, and it doesn't have to be like for this year, but I'm just curioso. Mm. Nothing? No, nothing. Nothing? Okay, because I like... Nothing, honey. All right, so I got the... Uh, like I'm saying, Gun Club, I was I knew about the band. Didn't really care much. And then all of a sudden, it just was like, hey, these guys aren't too bad. Same with Suicide. Suicide was the same way. When Suicide came out in the uh, 80s, I was like, well, this band's kind of hard to listen to. And now it's like, hey, these guys are a bunch of all right. So it was, I guess, ahead of their time. Yeah, I mean... If you're talking about like this year, nothing, then I would say. But if it's the last 10 years, I would probably say The Fall, your favorite band. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I, I didn't I, really appreciate them until recently. Yeah, it's all I, that's all I play. <laughs> <laughs> Just drill it into that audience. Drill it into the audience. So I got to ask you, are you going to be doing Massive Music Weekend? It's coming up in February. You, I probably will. What would you pick out of curiosity? Uh, have you done Massive Music Weekend before? I have. I, I actually did it during COVID. Oh, uh, really? Uploaded what, what, what a show. What did you do? What, what did you do? Uh, Gang of Four, Holly Cook, who is Paul Cook's daughter and does reggae. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. That's nice. And uh, I forget. Mm-hmm. There's they, a... they were they, they were they were like really not a very popular band. Mm-hmm. But oh. they were they weren't on a lot of people's minds. I forget. Yeah. Okay. Duly noted. Uh, one thing I just uh, this is interesting because like uh, I'm always like looking for new stuff. And one thing I found was this band, or it's a guy actually called it's called Monster. Ra- I'm gonna play it probably. It's gonna be probably after I'm done with all this quarterly report because uh, it's not gonna end up music from this year. I found I just heard this band in January. Uh, it's a, one guy from Cle. This is really amazing what this guy does. He's from Cleveland, but he lives in Los Angeles now. And the band's called Monster Rally. And what he does, he takes, you'll love this, he takes old Exotica records, uh-huh. like Martin Denny, Arthur Lyman, and he kind of like cuts, recuts them, adds just a little beat to them, huh. and keeps them sounding like in the Exotica vein. And they, they most his, his music sounds like Fever Dreams. Yeah, they're really nice, because if there's like, there's like some backwards, you know, those old-fashioned chorus singing. Oh, okay. And it's just... It's really wonderful. So I, I, I talked to my buddy, Doug. I said, Doug, can you find some stuff on other stuff on this band? He goes, he calls me back. He goes, oh, yeah, they've been around since 2011. You can have their whole catalog. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. He goes, yeah, they got about nine albums. And I was like, wow. And then they have a new album out. It's called Botanical, uh, like Botanical Dreams or something. No, but, uh, yeah, Botanical Dreams. And it is, it really is one of these things. It's kind of nice. Every now and then you'll hear something that just re, re, uh, re-ups your... And what's the name of this band again? Monster Rally. Monster it, Rally. Sort of a, a sort of a re, re-versioning of a lot of uh, Exotica. Yeah. And the strange thing is the, the term Monster Rally actually comes from an old Hans Conried Monster Mash record from 1960. He made a. That's right. He did make that record. Yeah, he did that. He did. Uh, we're having a monster rally. And he actually did a really horrible version of Purple People Eater. If you want to see something funny, go on the YouTube. Hans Conried when he was on on the Monkees, 
And actually, when I interviewed uh, Mickey Dolenz about this, I asked him about working with Hans Conrad. And everybody knows who Hans Conrad did. I hope so. He did uh, voices on uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Right. Uh, he was Uncle Tanoose in Make Room for Daddy, the Danny Thomas show. Okay. He was Uncle Tanoose. It was a great character. And uh, he ended up doing a thing called Fractured Flickers. Yes, I remember and, that. So, so the guy, the guy is just one of my favorite character actors, and uh, he actually was on the Monkees or something. And I actually I talked to Mickey Dolan because there's a there's an infamous clip you'll have to look at it on YouTube. Uh, I don't know how how they even saved it because like the Monkees are acting they're they're in Hans Conried's office whatever, and I guess they used to let the those guys goof off a lot on the set, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of give them that, that wackiness to them. So I remember. Uh, Hans Conrad is at his desk, and they won't let him do his line. They just keep goofing around and doing like these marks. And it wasn't very, they weren't very good at it. But they were just, hey, I'm zany, especially, hey, I'm really nuts. And then all of a sudden, Hans Conrad goes, I hate these kids. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, that's on YouTube. So I asked him about that, and he says, yeah, Hans Conrad. He says they brought in a lot of like serious actors. Uh, with the monkeys, and they all, all they did was they said they aggravated a lot of them. But Hans Conrad actually just broke character because I hate these effing kids. There were a <laughs> lot of character actors who were on that show who were somewhat serious character actors. I can't remember like Vito Scotti and Pio. Harold Harold J Stone. He was in everything. Oh really? Harold J Stone was on everything. He was. He did a lot of westerns. He did westerns, a lot of gangster stuff too. Yeah, too. True. True. Yeah. So, so I have a question for you. Yeah. So, so far of the three uh, shows that you've done. Name your top three or four bands that have really been big finds this year. Big finds this year, okay. Uh, this is bands I've never heard of before. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah, okay. why not? Okay, I want to go, and there's a band called, I played them earlier, called TV Repairman. They sound kind of 80s, but I really like their sound. Uh, this band I want to play uh, coming up next is called Dry Cleaning. Really good. I got them coming up next. And then, um, uh, oh, and, a band, and this other band I want to play called GT. Both, all, so it's kind of nice. I'm going to line these up. I'm actually going to start with, I want to start with dry cleaning. But that's interesting you mentioned that because uh, uh, it's, it's always just nice to hear a new band doing something, you know. And, uh, you know, if I, the nice, the, the thing about this show is like not all rockabilly, not all surf, not all this, not all that. And much the audience's dislike, it's whatever I feel like playing. It's just that simple. Yeah. So, uh, but anyhow, for um, a uh, massive music weekend, I'll probably do Monster Rally. Okay, cool. If they let me do that. Cool. And so, so to answer your question, I, I do remember I just mentioned to you before not long ago that um, I did find a new rockabilly band, a sort of neo rockabilly band that's been around uh, for I think less than ten years called Billy Bill. I can't believe it. Billy I found Bell, them on Bell or Billy Bill? Bill. Oh no idea. Where and they, uh, they they haven't put out that much stuff. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. How'd, how'd you find it? Uh, through a YouTube video. Well, there you go. That old YouTube. Do you pay for your subscription to YouTube, or you just no? I pay for your subscription. No, I pay for my tube. You pay for your. I tube. don't pay for your tube. Nah, I, I don't pay no. for YouTube. I pay for my tube. You pay? Yeah. Because I'm. I don't. I don't. No, no, I don't. No, I don't I'm just saying. I, so you know, people, I'm stingy. I pay for my tube, not uh, YouTube. Well, you don't pay for anything. You're stingy. So, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, you pay for. You can pay for YouTube, and it loses all the commercials. But big deal. Yeah, no. You can I mean, put an ad. You can put an ad blocker up and get rid of it that way. Yeah. Note to you guys not to get your YouTube subscription. But uh, I was telling the folks earlier, I was watching uh, uh, Sorcerer, uh, Roy Scheider. I, I heard you on the when I was driving, and I heard that, and that is a, that it's true. The European cuts of that movie 
are very different from the original in the original American version because a lot of the backstory yes is presented in the European versions that is just missing from the yeah. American version. Yeah, exactly. And, no, it's the other way around. The American version has all the backstory at the very front. Oh, it does. Yeah, and then in this version I saw from Finland, they just use little snippets of it, like within the film. It's how that's how they really cut it down from two hours to an hour and twenty minutes. But it was fascinating to hear different stuff dubbed in. It was like watching a sh- movie from another universe. So who else is in the movie besides Roy Scheider? Nobody. Nobody. They actually, they actually, uh, 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 the, forget the, there's a French actor um, that was somewhat popular. Then there was an Israeli actor that wasn't that popular. And then there was like a, I think a um, uh, Lebanese actor that wasn't, they actually gave, they actually gave uh, William Friedkin a lot of trouble because they go, there's no stars in this film. Yeah. Just, but just Roy Scheidner. But, but we're on the same page here. It's a pretty good movie. Oh, and the, the soundtrack is very, is, is appropriate for the yeah. movie. It's very spooky yeah. kind of oh, yeah. intriguing music. Yeah. And I like how the edit, he edited the movie to the music. Mm. Not the music to this time. Hey, let's get into some music. So I want to play you some music. This is a band, uh, the Nice Discovery. Uh, they're called Dry Cleaning. They've very got a very unusual song. This is Hot Penny Day by Dry Cleaning, Zombo, and the Melnick, recapping some cool stuff from 2023 right in your brain. If I could live across the road from a boot fair, wouldn't that be something? If I'm thin as a bean pole. I can slip through the fence. think it is our relationship well it's not what you think it is Disco pickle. Belly day. Hooked over man, woolen woman. Belly day. Hot penny day. Belly day. Hooked over man, woolen woman. Belly day. Belly day. Hooked over man, woolen woman. Belly day. Hot penny day. Chameleon, I, 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 chameleon, can't you see my chameleon? I, 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 chameleon, I, 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 chameleon, can't you see my chameleon? I, 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 chameleon, I, 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 chameleon, can't you see my chameleon? I, I, I
There you go. After a 20-year hiatus, uh, the Bomboras came out with a new album, and that is from it. It is called uh, Manchester Host Hawthorne. And uh, nice nice to hear the Bomboras. Still the original four guys uh, doing Bomboras. Uh, before that, we heard uh, knee bone, uh, Hip Bone Slim and the Knee Tremblers doing uh, King Kong Karate. Uh, new, that was an old that was an old track, but new is a band called GT, another band I really like that's new, and that was uh, Grease Roth Chemical. And we started the set off with um, Dry Cleaning, Hot Penny Day. And you're listening to like Zombo Melnick here. We're hanging out, recapping my uh, good finds of 2023. Some new bands, some reissues, some old stuff, some fun stuff, but all discoveries of 2023. A lot of Rock of Billy. I uh, use the proper grammar here. Rock of Billy, not Rock of Billy, Rock of Billy. Oh, Rock of Billy. Oh, there you go. So I actually got some Rock of Billy coming up. You mentioned uh, Billy Bill, but there's an, I thought you'd confuse him with this guy named Bloodshot Bill, who I really like. I'll be playing some of his stuff. He's from uh, Quebec, and he's really, really raw. So you might dig that. Hey, how about a PSA? You got a PSA for these ladies and gentlemen? Uh, no, I got that done at the lab uh, like last month, but I'll, I'll read you like a, Do a that. public service announcement. That'll work. What do we got? Hey, everyone. Oh, that's nice. You, hey. yeah, yeah, very inclusive, very, very that's multicultural. Very, very hey, everyone. Nice. Hey, everyone. Well, Aww. this is WRCT, so it's got to be multicultural. Yeah, hey, I like that. Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. A little bit more of a moment, yeah. Oh, sorry. Felt good, huh? Actually, it didn't. I just realized now that I've got achy feet. Nice going. And also you got that you got phlegm all over the mic. <laughs> Smooth move, X Lex. Uh, I forgot my mask. Oh that's well. right, no okay, problem. What's COVID? Huh? Of course they, <laughs> they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They can be loud moments, goofy moments, or teaching moments. Are you making this PSA up? I've never seen this before <laughs> in my entire life. I've been in that book for like eleven years uh, on that what how old is that thing? Uh, 2018. It's one of the newer ones. It's, yeah, only, it's, it's only six <laughs> years old. Let's keep going. Uh, Please think, don't uh, let me I've interrupt had, this. I've this. had pets that have lived and died since this. I know. This that's, came yeah. on. So what? What else got? What is okay, this? Okay. So uh, it doesn't really matter what kind of moments they are because every time dads take a moment to spend time with their kids, it's pretty momentous. Mm. So take a moment to make a moment today, and you can call a moment, call a number, a number for a moment. It is eight seven seven. For DAD, as in dad, mm-hmm. 411, or visit fatherhood.gov. Oh, Brought to you by some people in the government. There you go. There you go. And uh, after a moment, another moment passed. Then a moment that seemed like an hour, but was only a moment, passed. I don't know if you remember that. Monty Python. Monty Python, yeah, it was that minute passed. A minute passed. A minute passed. So uh, there was, it was interesting. They actually had uh, some, you mentioned Monty Python. Some, I did another one of these deep dives on the internet. And I guess some of the stuff they put on record, they never really um, did live, live or anything because they, 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 they just had yeah. some stuff that was strictly record. And there was actually an old, uh, you remember the bookshop? Yes, I do. That bookshop actually was an old Marty Feldman skit. Uh-huh. With with John Cleese. Which was it from an, an now the nineteen forty eight yes, show? Yes, it was. Yeah, and that was really interesting because even it's so rote. You know, it's not like you know. The, do you have blah 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 blah? And it's the same exact. I mean, what twenty years had passed, uh, and it was amazing that they they still did that uh, verbatim. Yeah, and it's a great skit, but the the bookshop skit. 
Yeah, uh, David Copperfield with one P. <laughs> That's brilliant. It was so. It was really. It was really good. By Charles Dickens. <laughs> That's D I K K E N S, the famous Dutch author. Uh, that, that's the thing that gets me. Oh, it's, it's surprising how funny Marty Feldman really was. Yeah. I mean, aside from him looking goofy and being Igor in uh, Young Frankenstein, he had incredible. You know what a movie? A movie I'd like to revisit. Did you? I saw this in the theater, and I thought it was. I would love to revisit it. The last remake of Bojest. Oh, I haven't seen that in a very long. time. I saw that in the theater. Uh huh. You know. And I remember I was I would see a lot of I'd see you know being uh, I, I didn't see a lot of art films back then. I just saw whatever came to the movie theater, you know, just like in high school and stuff. And I remember the last remake of Bojest had some pretty funny stuff in it. It wasn't to, it wasn't the, a level of a Mel Brooks film or a good Mel Brooks. There were some pretty bad Mel Brooks films. Yeah. But it was I just remember it being pretty, pretty funny. Now, the worst movie that I've ever seen that was supposed to be a comedy was uh, oh God, this is punishing. It was called They Went That Away and That Away. And it was. I think Tim Conway was in it. Don Knotts. Um, it was. It was supposed to be. I have to look this up. But it was supposed to be like it's. It's a hilarious comedy. They went that away and that away. And I remember just. I've never uh, being sitting in the movie theater. It was the first time in my life I ever felt like um, embarrassed to be there. So you went that away out. I went that away out. <laughs> uh, the other film I thought was really rough to watch. I didn't make it all the way through. Was uh, where the Buffalo Roam. That yeah, was that was, wasn't thing. there another uh, Hunter Thompson movie? Yeah, to to live and die in L.A. or leave, no, leaving no. Los Angeles, leaving Los, leaving leaving. No, what no? was it? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but anyhow, this one where the Buffalo Room was Peter Boyle and Bill Murray, a lot of drugs and no script. Yeah, so it was high, highly improvised. Was highly it Bill improvised. Bill Murray was Hunter S. Thompson? I think so. Yeah. And, and no, Peter Boyle was yeah, his, and, his attorney. Yeah. And the other thing that got me, too, is right around that same time, 1941 came out. Ooh. <laughs> that was, ow. That ow. Was, that, ow. That I, like I thought a, my, my feet were hurting. Now yeah. my head hurts. Yeah. That was like getting punched in the nads for an hour and a half. Uh, let's get uh, uh, there's a Messer Chups reissue that came out. Here's the Mysterians. Let's get some more music in. Zombo in your brain. It's not all film, but we can talk. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that there's another band that actually came out a bit of a retirement. Uh, even though Billy Childish has done a lot of stuff, uh, the Headcoats, which was his band in the 90s, came out with a new record last year, and that was off it. That's a great tune. It's a Cops and Robbers. It's an old R&B tune, and I think the Rolling Stones uh, did a cover of that at one time. Uh, before that, we heard The Fall from a Remit Remaster. And uh, that was left off the original record, which the record came out about five, six years ago. They found a couple extra tracks. It didn't make it. And that album, that song's pretty good. Never made it on the record, but, uh, oof, man, that was, what, 48 fall records. Can't be wrong. <laughs> we heard Bloodshot Bill doing The Sludge from his new record, a new 45 called The Sludge. Uh, and then uh, we started off with Messer Chups, The Mysterians, from a compilation that they were on. So doing some Messer Chups. So uh, got the Melnick here. And this, we got, this is another neat thing that was buried. 
and came back to life. A band called Blue Bob, which was uh, John Neff, who was an audio engineer who worked with David Lynch. And this was originally done in 2001. Uh, this is before like David Lynch even did any music. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was like a studio thing. They did this blues type studio thing in 2001. They put it on David Lynch's website. It went nowhere. They finally released it last year, which was kind of neat. And I was surprised how good it, I'm surprised how good it was. So uh, we're going to do a track of that. Um, what else is I going to Anything going on in your world? No. Okay. Just you got to check. Nope. Just checking. So we got about uh, 20 minutes to go. Recapping 2023 and just all over the board. And, uh, oh, don't forget tonight, the Polka Maniacs are going to be playing at Moondogs. Where is that? Uh, that is in Blonox. That's, uh, that's the part of, just outside of the Pittsburgh. All the all the hipsters from Lawrenceville can hop in their, uh, what are they called? Electric bikes. Hop Elec- on their electric bikes and make it up there. I hope so. It's not that far. Not that far. And that's going to happen at 8 o'clock tonight. And that's going to be a Moondogs. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're the only band there, so we're just going to, we got a bunch of new tunes and a bunch of crazy new stuff and are going to be publicly debuting our new singers. The Pepper Sisters. The Pepper Sisters. That'll be nice. So uh, it's going to be a thing. And it's going to be, uh, then, and then that's the only show we're doing until uh, February 24th where we're going to be doing a live record at the Hard Rock Cafe. Right. So we're going to be doing a live video, a live uh, live video and a live recording. It's going to come out. So that'll be fun. And that's uh, and then we're going to be in the studio working on uh, another record. So it beats sitting around watching Sorcerer over and over again. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, but taking the, those minutes to to those moments to pause. It's like you know you don't want to do that. You just want to keep going. That's right. Keep going, watching your. Hey, speaking of which, um, didn't wasn't your first wasn't the first official show of the Polka Maniacs at uh, Moon Dogs and Blonox? No, the first official show was at a youth hostel in the South Side. So that was pre-COVID. And and on the South Side, so like were there any youths there actually? Or were they no. lo- mostly like people who were like old mill workers? Oh, they, I don't think there was anybody at this joint. <laughs> it was just kind of like one of these things like, hey, we got this youth hostel, what do we want to do with it? I don't know, let's have a band play here. We got to <laughs> fix this joint up. I think they used it as a long-term hotel or something. I don't, I don't ask questions. You know, what stays on the South Side stays on the South Side and stays on the South Side. Just give me the check. Thank you. Yeah. But it was a, it was a fun gig. I, I, and, I, and the first, I think one of the first big shows we ever had was, I think, right after that. Because that was right around the January of 2020. Yeah. And then we played the Beachland Ballroom February of 2020. And that was it. I think we just played two or three shows. And then... And we kind of took a little... Then we worked on a new record. And we worked on our first record. Always keeping busy. All right. I'm going to play this Blue Bob tune. David Lynch with uh, John Neff. You'll be surprised how groovy this is. And uh, this was just released uh, this past year. It's called I Cannot Do That.
Yeah. 
All right, that was from the new new pornographer's record called Continuous Guest. That was amazing. You said it sounded like Jeff Lynn. That's kind of, I never caught that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the very nice overproduced stuff. Uh, that was Bottle Episode. Before that, we heard a uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople, from a Champs reissue. And also a, a uh, an outtake, a B-side, uh, from the first Captain Beefheart record that featured the Rikuder, Here I Am, I Always Am. And the set started off with Blue Bob, which was David Lynch and um, uh, John Neff doing a, a studio thing in 2001, re-released just this past year. Hey, recapping 2023. And uh, we're just um, about halfway through the second quarter. Gonna, next week's show is going to be more of this, and then we're going to continue. But there's still a lot of great music to play. You yeah. know, I mean, this is kind of fun. One thing they did this year is they released called 50 Years of Devo. And it was just when you think, I mean, there's Devo, then there's Devo Hardcore, then there's Devo Demos, then there's, a, I mean, everything, this band must have done nothing but record. And uh, this is a really, this is off of the Devo 50, uh, 50 anniversary thing, which is nuts when you think Devo is on 50 years. So when you went to uh, the Dark Wave Festival, didn't you tell me that they played? Did yeah. Devo, and how, and how were they? They, 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 they? they stole the whole festival. They were really good. Yeah. They were really good. It was just just astounding to me that they actually that much energy that much fun still that poignant and just a and the, you know they, they have their own sound so you might say oh some of the sound sounds dated but not really it's still pretty futuristic music it's like seeing craft work and yeah. they have most i mean all the original members who are still alive are all in the, the band. original ones are alan myers and jerry casali are gone right? no uh bob casali bob casali yeah uh, so it's basically the rhythm guitarist and drummer and uh, they had two guys, and they, they kind of stood off in the background. But you, you had Bob one and uh, Jerry and, and Mark, and they just delivered it. They just smoked the crowd. They were so good. So here is the, the original demo from the first album before Eno kind of made it sound, tried to make it sound different. They just basically told Eno to mind his own business. <laughs> God, that had to be ugly. You know what's funny about that record is that Devo is known for synthesizer stuff that came later, but I don't think there are any synthesizers on the first record. Very, pr very primitive, very primitive. So very primitive stuff. Hey, let's do this. This is the demo of Shrivel Up. Zombo, Melnick here, remaining in your brain, recapping 2023. See you later. See you later. Oh, that too. Yeah, I'm in your brain.
And that's why it was a demo. And I remain in your brain, WRCT, right there in the Pittsburgh.